Awesome. Well, thank you, Ellie. That was an incredible welcome. Never felt so uh, lifted up in my life. Well, if you are new here, that was just a little bit of fun, a little bit of joke there, just to cheer people up in this shelter in place season. And I want to encourage everybody right off the bat, the beginning of today, to open up your heart, to receive a word from God. I believe God is going to speak today. Uh, let's not allow another Sunday to slip by and think that God's not going to speak to us. And hey, maybe it doesn't happen today. Maybe you need to hear this message a couple of times. And maybe you need to forward this message on to someone. So if you've received this message because of someone else, uh, welcome. My name is Pastor Mark. My wife and I uh, run Exchange Community Church. And we want you to know right off the bat is that God loves you. He's relentlessly pursuing you. And we hope that today's conversation, today's message shines a little bit of light on that and brings a little bit of truth. Well, as you know, we just got the news that we are having to shelter in place for another month. And some of you may have been pacing yourself to last just for uh, to the end of April, but now you found out we're gonna go all the way through to the end of May. Uh, I believe that God is gonna give you the strength, he's gonna give you the grace, and he's gonna give you the peace. And so don't let the enemy lie to you right now that you can't do this and that you don't got this, you have got this. And so we're in it together uh, as uh, we've shared over the last couple of uh, months as we've been bringing Exchange Church online that if you have any needs, please let us know. The church is there to help uh, the church family and community and also to respond and help the community. That's our heart as a church and that's what we want to do. And thank you to all of the people during the week that have been, again, consistently and relentlessly uh, serving people in need and, and again, some people are just in need, not because of any fault of their own, it's just because of what we're going through right now as a nation and as a globe. So once again, thank you to Exchange People and we're gonna to continue to go forward. We're gonna to continue to make him known. That's our heart and that's our goal. Well, I have uh, two words, two words for you this morning. And these words are, what if? And it's a, it's a profound question if you think about it. What if? Think about this. What if I lose my job? Or someone else may think, what if God has a promotion or a better job waiting for me? What if I lose my house? Or what if God has a better one for me? What if someone I know gets sick? That's a real concern. Or what if God uses this sickness to see my first miracle? What if God chooses to use this to see a miracle take place? You know, the very thought of what if tends to be thought about as we go to bed and we lay there late at night. What if uh, is playing around. I'm thinking, what if something goes wrong? What if I make a mistake? What if this happens? Or we can actually choose to trust and remain in faith and think about all of the possibilities of what God can do. What if God does have a promotion for you? What if God does have a, a, a miracle waiting to take place that he will use as a testimony for his glory? What if? Who knows? And, and I believe and have discovered that what if 
tends to bring stuff out of us. It tends to, to stir things up. Uh, what if is either bringing out uh, stress, fear, anxiety, sleeplessness? I know about some people have had some sleepless nights out there. Uh, maybe worry. That's a big one. What if brings on worry? Or another one, here's another one we see in scripture all the time, doubt. What if uh, this could happen and we start to doubt the promises and the favor that God has, has for us and the call of God that's on our life? Or what if, and again, here's a, a faith build and a reminder, what if uh, faith could stir our faith up? What if God is building our expectation what if God is wanting to create new ideas in us in this season? What if God is wanting us to identify opportunities? What if God is wanting to strengthen our relationship with him through the very circumstance that you're in right now? What if God is, is going to use that? All of the possibilities that can take place. Different circumstances have a way of bringing out either our trust and our obedience in God or our fear and our doubt and our insecurities. Circumstances just tend to do that. And I, and I just want to say right now, I don't know what circumstance you're in right now. You could be in facing one of the worst situations that yourself and your family have been in. And, it's, and fear is creeping in. Worry and doubt is sneaking in to our thought life because the enemy wants to get into our thought life and corrupt the, and discourage connect us from the promises and the purpose that God has for us. Maybe right now your faith is actually being tested. And I know in my life, in, in the process of my life, there has been seasons where God has tested my faith. And it's a great scripture. And if you are being tested right now, this is good news. It's James 1.3. And it says, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. The testing of our faith produces perseverance. God, what if God right now is building perseverance in your relationship with him? Perseverance can go a long way right now. We found out that we're going all the way through May. What if perseverance that God is building is going to be applied not just to our patience and our humanity, but it's being applied to the, the spirit of God, the fruit of God that comes out in our life. Two weeks ago, I made a statement. Uh, let's stir faith on the inside and keep fear on the outside. And I think that's a statement that as a church, we need to grab a hold of. We need to allow that to sink into our heart. Let's keep fear on the outside. Let's stir faith on the inside. And, and a big part of developing your faith is allowing God and trusting God to do it his way. I'm going to say that again. A big part of developing your faith is allowing God and trusting God to do it his way. Not my way, to do it his way. We love to take control. Uh, I'll tell you this, a sure way to stunt your growth and your faith is to try to control things by doing them your way. But we need to let go sometimes and allow God to, to trust him and allow him to do it his way. Because it doesn't always happen the way that you think it's going to happen. Just like Tim shared in the offering message before. You know, if, if we had and I had my way, things would look very different. There probably would be a whole lot calmer, 
a whole lot smoother. But because we've chosen to allow God to do it his way and we've trusted God to do it his way, then I've seen the ride of my life be more like a roller coaster than a smooth sailing yacht. God is so gracious and so kind and and we can choose to trust him in this season. Listen to these scriptures on faith because a lot of people are asking, "I, I want to build faith. I want to stir faith on the inside. Hebrews 11.1 says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Faith is confidence. It's what we hope for and the assurance about what we uh, do not see. You know, right now, you might not actually be able to see. You might not be able to see left from right, up from down. But you need to know and be reminded today that God can see what you can't. And let's trust in the one who can see. God is not blind and he's not blindsided. 2 Corinthians 5.7 says, For we live by faith, not by sight. If we lived by sight... We would trust in the things of man. We would trust in our own ability. We would lean on our understanding. But when we live by faith, it's not the natural way to process and walk through life. But because we are people of faith and because there is a hope that we can be in faith and remain in faith, then we have hope for a better future. We have hope and to believe in the promises and the purpose that God has for us. Uh, James 1.6, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. You must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. So question from that scripture that we must believe and not doubt. Metaphorically, is your faith being blown and tossed around by your current circumstances? Is your faith and your foundation and your relationship with God right now, does it feel like it's being tossed to and from? What I remind you this morning and today is that that Faith that is being tested and challenging, challenged is producing perseverance. Your faith is getting stronger. Don't let the enemy lie to you. You're getting stronger. You're growing deeper. The foundation is getting firmer because of who he is. Uh, truth triumphs over doubt. Truth triumphs over doubt. Uh, doubt, we must believe and not doubt. You need to understand this this morning is that truth triumphs over doubt. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth. Jesus triumphs over doubt. So where does doubt come from? I think it's important that we understand this because if we need to protect ourselves and be on guard, then we need to understand how this doubt tries to come into our into our thinking and change what we believe to ultimately change how we behave. And if this doubt gets in and it can corrupt that, then it can cause us to live in fear and worry and doubt instead of living in faith and being in offense, which is what Jesus has called us to do. Uh, where does this doubt come from? I believe it comes from three places. It could be more, but these are the three that God spoke to me about. The first one is this, is doubt creeps in by adding to truth. When we add to truth. So uh, they say that a good lie has just enough the uh, amount of truth to be believable. A good lie has just the right amount of truth 
to be deceptive, for people to fall for it. That's what the enemy is. He is a deceiver. And the next one is is subtracting from truth. I like when Jesus uh, says, uh, but that's, uh, I like what Jesus uh, says to me, and I like what Jesus has to say in the Bible. But maybe that little bit there, that's a little bit inconvenient for me. I, I don't like that bit. I'll, I can take that bit and I can run with that, but I'm not so sure when he says this. And that's, what, that's where that doubt can creep in, and we start meditating on that. And, and finally, it's the absence of truth. You only know what you know, right? You only know what you know. And if the absence of truth is not there, for, for example, maybe you don't know uh, that you are beautifully and wonderfully made. And so you've believed a lie that, that you're not beautiful and that you're not wonderful, but you are beautifully and wonderfully made. And so I pray that truth will continue to unveil in your life as you journey in your relationship with him. Let me give you an example um, of how this happens, adding to truth, subtracting from truth, and the absence of truth. You may say uh, today, Mark, I feel alone during this shelter-in-place season. I feel, I feel lonely. I feel alone. And so I would say to you this, is, is that true, though? Is, are, you, are you really alone? That's a great question. Because we may say we're alone, but we might not be. Or is God there with you? Here's another one. You may say back, but I can't feel him. I can't feel him, Mark. I feel alone. And and I want to say this in the nicest way possible. Facts don't care about your feelings. Truth doesn't care about your feelings. But Jesus does. Jesus does care about your feelings. Jesus is the one who does care. And so my pursuit is not to emotionally try to find my way to Jesus, but let the scripture, the truth of his word, reveal his nature and his love and his omnipresence is that he is there with you in your room right now. Think of doubt as a doorway and on the other side, worry is waiting for you. When we open the door to doubt and we walk through I guarantee you this, on the other side of that doorway, worry is going to be there. And worry just continues to replay over and over and over and over again in my head. Doubt opens the door to worry. When we worry, we, woke, uh, we, we open ourselves up to take control of our lives. And that's the opposite of what it means to be a Christian. When, you're, when you start worrying, you start trying to take control. And you give we're meant to as men and women of God to lay down our lives and give that control over to him take this our hands off the spiritual steering wheel of our lives and say God I want you to be in control but see worry takes that back it's a it's a horrible exchange that we don't want to make uh, it says in Matthew 6 31 to 34 so then forsake your worries why would you say what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear For that is what the unbelievers chase after. Doesn't your heavenly father already know these things your bodies require? So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and righteousness that proceeds uh, from him. Then all these less important things will be added to you abundantly, not sparingly, abundantly. Refuse to worry about tomorrow, uh, but deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Did you hear that? Tomorrow will take care of yourself.
I know right now, for some of you, this, this message is a battle between choosing to worry, choosing to doubt, or choosing to trust and to be in faith. It is a battle. There is a spiritual battle. And I pray that at the end of this, you will come out victorious. You will come out stronger. You will have faith in your heart. You won't be on the defense, but you and your family will be in offensive position because you've chosen not to worry and fall into those traps and be someone who falls into the trap of, of, uh, of that doubt that tries to capture us. You know, I, I hear this. Maybe you've said this and maybe you've heard this. I hear this all the time. But Mark, I'm just actually being real with you. I'm being real with you with really what, what's happening right now. Well, I want to tell you this. Faith eats real for breakfast. Faith eats real for breakfast. I, I feel like sometimes that being real really means it's just me trying to, I guess, update my spiritual Facebook status with God. And just instead of coming to him with faith in my heart, I just come to him with circumstances. God's, God's not uh, asking us to approach him uh, with our circumstances. Although we can let him know about those circumstances, there needs to be a measure of faith. What gets the attention of God? What pleases God? Faith. Faith attracts the attention of God. And so my prayer is that in this season, maybe things have hit the fan and, and, and you don't know where your next meal is going to come from, your next paycheck, and things are tough and things are stressful. Well, I want to encourage you to re be reminded today that faith eats real for breakfast and that God is the one who provides. God is the one that can rise. And in fact, this faith rises above real and can bring that which is not into existence. Faith can bring that which is not into existence. That is a promise of God. Listen, if you, if you have a promise from God, right now you're questioning that. You're worrying about it. You're doubting it. You're fearful about it. If you have a promise from God and it's in the context of the purpose of God, if you believe you've got a promise of God that's in the context of the purpose and the promises of God, then your faith can lift you above your current circumstances. And when I say that, you may say, yeah, but Mark, you don't really know about this situation or that circumstances. And I want to say that your faith can rise above the impossible, can rise above the impossible. And even if it seems impossible, Abraham uh, is a great example of this. And we read this in Romans 4, 17 to 21. He never stopped believing God's promises. For he was made strong in his faith to a father and a child. And because he was mighty in faith and convinced that God had all the power needed to fulfill his promises, Abraham glorified God. That's what scripture means when it says, I have made you the father of many nations. He is our example and father. For in God's presence, he believed that God can raise the dead and call into being that which even doesn't exist uh, yet. Again, Against all odds, when it looked hopeless, Abraham believed the promise and expected God to fulfill it. He took God at his word. And as a result, he became the father of many nations. God, God's declaration over him came to pass. 
Your descendants will be as many as they will be impossible to count. I don't know about you right now, but I believe it's almost, it is impossible to count how many of Abraham's descendants are on the earth right now. The promise came to pass in spite of nearly being 100 years old. When the promise of having a son was made, his faith was so strong that it could not be undermined by the fact that Sarah, that he and Sarah were incapable of conceiving a child. Man, I want faith like that. And I'll tell you, you're not going to get faith like that by allowing worry and doubt to creep in to your relationship with God. Don't allow it. Don't, and that, that whole just being real, I get, I get kind of what you mean. I get what you're saying when, you, when you're just really trying to express and understand and take count of where things are at. But faith rises above real because we serve a God that can do the impossible. Our God is a miraculous, miracle-working God. He is not subject to the laws of this land. So how do I build and how do I stir faith? Well, I've got five quick points here of how I build and how I stir faith in my life. Number one is this. So you have to know God. You have to know the one that you're stirring your faith with. You have to have a relationship with Jesus. And in order to stir my faith and build my faith, that means that the good old-fashioned read my Bible, prayer, worship. You know what it looks like? Build His church. You know what that looks like right now? That means like tuning in every week online to uh, be part of church. We're, in, we're having church right now. It doesn't matter if you're watching this on a Tuesday or Wednesday or you're watching it uh, live in the premiere. You're on the comments section having fun with all of the church family. But we need to... Uh, know God in order to have a stir our faith and grow in our relationship with him so we can recognize his voice so we can recognize uh, his word for truth and, and, and I want to encourage you don't pull away from God when things get tough draw close to him draw in uh, number two share your testimonies you know I know that when I share this this week our story Ellie and I's story and some of the things that God has done it stirs my faith. I see it stir other people's faith. And it, many of you have heard all of the wonderful things that have happened uh, through our life to get to this point, to be at Exchange Church. But one just, again, takes my breath away. And, and some of you have heard this, and some of you have. Forgive me for sharing it again, but I just pray this is going to stir your faith again today. And it can, you, can just, you cannot make this stuff up. You can't, you can't make this stuff up. We were in Houston, and it was our second child uh, was born there, Beckett. And uh, little Beckett, uh, after five months old, four months, old they found out that he had this rare condition called craniocentosis basically a baby's skull is made up of different plates and his uh, saginal bone had uh, fused meaning that his skull could uh, not grow this way but it could grow this way and that's a big problem because a baby's brain continues to grow it's supposed to fuse around 12 to 15 months and that would put all kinds of pressure on his skeletal system his head and so forth and and you know how good was god that we were happened to live five minutes drive from the leading doctor in the world for this operation 
Now that's, that in itself is a miracle. Some may say, oh, that's a coincidence. And I say, yeah, fair enough, I'll give you that. But as the story goes on, we uh, had a guy that was interning for us in the youth ministry at the church that we were currently serving at. And he was an older gentleman uh, from India. And it was kind of an odd fit, didn't really make sense. And we thought, why would this guy leave his family, come over to serve with us for a couple of months, you know, or for a year to, to learn about youth ministry? That doesn't really make sense to me. But anyway, we just kind of embraced it and accepted it. Well, it turns out he who had been interning with us for a year, is a beautiful, humble man, never said anything else other than we believe he was there for the internship. He actually was really there in America for an internship as uh, one of the leading doctors for the same operation that was being performed on Beckett with the doctor who was doing the operation. I mean, can you make that up? That, that is unbelievable. He talked us through the whole process. He made us feel comfortable. He made us feel safe. He made, he, he made us not freak out because we didn't understand what was happening. Beckett had the operation. He's all 100% better. I mean, God just cares about those little details. Share your testimonies. Share those things that God hasn't done, uh, has done in your life. And Because those things, you don't know, may encourage someone else right now, especially in this season. I'd rather be thinking about those things, right, than thinking about all the things that could, could what if, go wrong. Uh, number three, be obedient to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Be obedient to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Prompting of the Spirit is when the Holy Spirit speaks to you. I want to know that it's consistent with truth, with the Word of God. I want to know that I'm not making this thing up in my head. But there's times in your life, there will be times, and some of you already know exactly what I'm talking about, where the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you. Because He lives on the inside of you. He's going to speak to you. He's going to say, go and tell that person this. Or go and give that person that. Or go and ask this person for this. The Holy Spirit at times in your life will prompt you. And I want to encourage you, respond to those promises. Engage. Don't fall back. You know what? Sometimes fear will hold us back, but don't allow fear to do that. Move forward in faith. Trust him, you know, and do it in a right spirit. D deliver a word in a healthy way. I may be wrong, but this is what I felt God say. And you know what? You will find yourself and your relationship with and your faith begin to stir and begin to grow. There's nothing like stepping out of the boat, stepping out of our comfort zone to allow the Holy Spirit to prompt us. And it's been some of the, those moments in my life that have significantly impacted my faith because I chose to respond and be obedient to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Number four, remain in faith. This is big right now. Remain in faith. And I, I know that some people's faith is being put to the test really being challenged. Uh, James 1.3 says, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Produces perseverance. 2 Timothy 4.7 says, I have fought an excellent fight. I have finished my full course and I have kept my heart full of faith. I've kept my heart full of faith. Is your heart full of faith right now? Because we're fighting the good fight. We're not being distracted or pulled away into worry and fear and doubt. 
but we're focused on having a heart full of faith, trusting him. Uh, number five, and this is the last one, and I believe that what, probably the, maybe the most important one, they're all important, but uh, Romans 10, 17, it's been coming up a lot, uh, this scripture lately, and it says this, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Hearing through the word of Christ. I cannot express how important it is for you to be in your word because it's the word that is going to stir your faith. You want to know how to stir your faith? Be in, in, in scripture. Be in it day and night. You've got a lot more time on your hands. In fact, some people, uh, I think in this coronavirus season, uh, you, you're either 10 times more busy or you've got 10 times more free time. But no matter whether you find yourself busy or free, be in scripture. Make a decision to make the time to get the scripture and the word of God on the inside. And I want to tell you this, we said this last week, scripture interprets scripture. Your job's not to interpret scripture, it's to receive it. But scripture interprets scripture. The Holy Spirit is the one that will reveal it to you. Pray that prayer. I prayed that prayer. Every time I read the Bible, I pray that prayer. Uh, Holy Spirit, reveal truth to me. Let me get everything that you have for me today. Because that's where your hope is. That's where true life is. That's what's going to bring transformation from the inside out. And that's what's going to bring hope to the people that are in your world right now. And, and I, I, again, I can't stress it enough that we need to be reading our Bible because uh, within that, I, there's been so many times where the scriptures just blessed me and it's carried me and it's really it's revealed. And really it's a love letter about who Jesus is. That's what scripture is, a love letter about who Jesus is. And Jesus is the main story of the Bible. He is the way, the truth, and the life. That's what we believe. We believe is the way, the truth, and the life. And because we believe that, we have that hope. We have this confidence in this season. I want to remind you, you have that hope. You have that confidence in this season. Uh, rise up to faith. Don't fall back to fear, worry, doubt. Rise up and be the man and be the woman of God that you've been called to. Men, husbands, dads, fathers, right now, rise up to faith. Come home. When you come home into your house, give a good report before you talk about what's everything that's going wrong. Uh, give a good report. Uh, bring scripture. Lead from truth. Women, I encourage you as well. Um, I, I, I'm assuming women tend to think about things a lot more than men do. Uh, I know that's true in our case, but um, in my marriage. But I can say this is that it, when when things are ticking around and we're thinking about all of the what ifs, uh, I pray that you lean into the, the what ifs that are full of hope, that are full of scripture and that are full of faith as we approach him. Well, I hope you receive the word this morning. I hope that gets on the inside of your heart. I pray that you feel encouraged and I pray that you can remain in the offense and be an encouragement to someone who needs encouragement today. We at Exchange Church always give people an opportunity to either recommit or begin a relationship with Jesus. We believe that he is truth and he is life. We believe he is the way, the truth and the life. And so simply by saying a simple prayer to make Jesus Lord of my life, uh, 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 
you know, it's not a magical prayer, it's, but it's a powerful prayer. And I believe that if we pray it from our heart and we believe it, and we pray it uh, from our mouth in our heart, and we believe it, and the Bible says that we shall be saved. And so I'm going to pray a prayer right now, and I don't know where you're at. Uh, I don't know if you're distant from God. Things used to be great and you were connected, but now you found yourself away from Him. I pray and you somehow found yourself on whatever device you're watching this morning or today, whatever time of day it is. Uh, I pray that this word was just for you and that God is using this to speak to you right now. It's not about me. It's not about our church exchange. This is about you and God. And maybe, maybe you've never found hope in Christ. Maybe you've believed God's real, but never really done anything about it. And so this prayer is for you today. And so I'm going to pray uh, this quick prayer. I encourage everyone to repeat it from their heart uh, with their mouth and say it with everything you've got. Know that God will hear this prayer. Uh, Dear God, I come to you today and I ask for your forgiveness for all the times that I've hurt you and all the times that I've hurt others. Holy Spirit, help me and guide me to live each day for you. And so from my heart, with my mouth, I confess you as Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen.